Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Jake goes off meta. Chuck plays Lilligan. And we are joined by the Reggie Master, Nolan Frida. How are we doing today, Chuck? How are we doing? Doing good, doing good. Uh, another, uh, another hot off a good week. Again, so I'm ready to go. This has uh, been fun. Right. Um, yeah. So I kind of alluded to it, where like you, uh, Nolan, and a couple other uh, locals went to the full crib. Uh, was it like 4K, uh, 5K, something like that? Um, 17K, uh, 6K, gonna, 6K. Okay. <laughs> so eventually we'll get to 17. Yeah. I guess. Um, but you guys yeah, all knows some they keep runs up there. It. Yeah, they do, they definitely do. Um, but you guys all had some pretty good runs. Unfortunately, I didn't go this time around. Uh, kind of wanted just to hang out with the family a little bit um, after uh, you know the, the last couple of regional runs. Um, so didn't do a lot of Pokemon throughout the weekend. Although I did go to locals um, and ended up just kind of bringing a random off meta deck, uh, Leonzard. Uh, with a couple, you know, edits from the last time I played it, uh, ended up taking it home 4-0. Um, and even though, you know, we were playing against a lot of the new Palkia lists, uh, you know, waters everywhere, still took down two Palkias, um, a Mew and a Arceus along the way. So uh, felt good running that deck. Don't think that's actually going to be like an indication of the meta or anything like that. Uh, but it, it was still fun. Um, just to get out there and play something a little bit different from, you know, that norm of all the, the meta decks out there. It's always nice to take out some uh, some sauce that you've had, you've always had in the background and just do well with it. So. Right, right. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess, uh, you know, you, you went out to full grip. Uh, anything other than full grip uh, this weekend? Uh, no, it's just been, uh, it's kind of like been like a crazy week. I fit full grip in. Uh, like I said, I think on our last cast, it finally closed, but I've been working on trying to uh, fix up, like play with the house because now I can actually get into it. Uh, right. Got to paint, got to match some colors, got to change some locks. Just been dealing with that. Uh, and then just to find time to go for full grip on the weekend because I just wanted to play some Pokemon. Uh, haven't really found a place in Toledo to that does locals. So mm-hmm. if there's any Ohio list, listeners that, that does like a weeknight uh hit me up on twitter or in our discord and let me know um i found a couple places that do tournaments like once a month so i'll hit those up when they have them uh but i'm uh, just trying to find like a, a local spot to go to weekly yeah yeah so we'll talk about locals uh before we get to um to nolan because we definitely want to pick his brain get to know him and all that um i do want to shout out our local random dude adam um, which also went with you guys and finished in 18th place. So um, another solid run by him. I think the last time we were out there, he he just missed. I think he was like 10th. So again, another strong finish um, in, in these uh, full grip uh, Ks, no matter the number. Um, so um, props to him there um, and continued success. Um, but with that being said, we are joined um, by another local, Nolan Frida. Um, aka Reggie Master, I guess nowadays, right? So, how are we doing today, Nolan? <laughs> uh, it's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. Thanks for having me. Oh, not a problem. I mean, we we've been meaning to have you on. Um, you know, with all the regional travels and everything like that, um, you know, it's just been a little bit difficult. Um, but then after you know seeing that run, we're like, okay, we got to get you on there. Um, playing 
you know, the, the Reggie deck where I don't think a lot of people had that on their radar. And then you just kind of like, you made that deck popular, I guess, like instantly, because I was watching uh, the streams uh, and not, not seeing any Reggies. But then as soon as like you started like, getting into the cut or getting closer after your stream games, uh, I saw a bunch of them just pop up instantly on the ladder <laughs> simultaneously. So I, I have you to blame for that. Sorry about that. Oh, not a problem. <laughs> but for those who don't know who you uh, don't know you, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your Pokemon uh, you know, journey th thus far. Yeah, so I uh, have been playing Pokemon for a really long time. I'm uh, 22 now. I just graduated college, but I think I started playing like my first game when I was like a, a little kid. And my first Pokemon like tournament was in like 2010. So it's been it's been a while since I've uh, started playing. Yeah, so you've been grinding for a while. Um, that that's awesome to see. Um, you know, so have you always been super competitive? Have you always kind of like been traveling in that 10 year span or so? Um, or are you kind of just like gone in waves? Uh, yeah, I, I I really like the game. Obviously, I've stuck with it for over a decade. Right. I think in in the beginning when I was a kid, it probably was like. A little just stay local just play mm -hmm. but uh my, my first worlds was 2014 it was uh dc that i qualified for which was like pretty close because i'm from pittsburgh right so right there's a drive and then we went we went to the worlds the year before in vancouver just to see because we liked pokemon though i didn't play but there was a stretch up until the uh last year's where I, I, even if I wasn't qualifying, I went to every world. So I, I've been going to a bunch of regionals too. I really like it. I made a lot of friends, right? So right. yeah, I've always been traveling for it. And you kind of have to be at least a little competitive to, to keep doing that. But I'm not like, there were, there were years where I was like really into it and like, oh, I want to make worlds, but not every year. Not every year. It really just depends, I guess, on life circumstance. Um, you know, if you can really go for that. But um, no, I mean, just even when in our time frame, just talking and, and playing and going to these regionals now, um, it's been a blast. I've already learned a lot from you um, and, and um, you know, you know, everybody from the local uh, community. Um, so it's, it's just nice to see, you know, you get a little bit of recognition out there um, with that full grip uh, 5K run with uh, with uh, the Reggie list for sure. It's pretty saucy Reggie list, <laughs> right. I have to say. I did not. I did not see that of a list coming from After Radiance. So uh, I'm sure <laughs> I, we'll ask you a little bit more about it later. Right. Um, so I don't believe we've had you on. So I no. think we have to go through the the standard board, right? Uh, we definitely do. Did you have? Did you or did you want to ask him something else before we got? No, here? no, that's fine. We we have plenty to talk about with the Reggies and the whole full grip later on. Um, let's get into the, the four questions. All right. Um, I'll start if you don't mind, Jake. Um, I was just going to start with the first question, softball. What is your favorite Pokemon? Oh, you said that's softball. That's, that's pretty tough. I don't know. I I really like Manectric. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think I've, I've always liked Electric types. Mm -hmm. I, I think it would be... Maybe maybe Raikou actually over Manectric, but I, I've always really liked the electric types as my favorite type for sure. And uh, yeah, I, I'd say Raikou. 
So yeah, with Raikou and Manetric, uh, both electric types, both solid picks. Were there any reason those two stood out? Did were they um, in part of a deck that you know you had success with early early on or anything like that? Uh, yeah. So both of them, I played a little bit. I, the old Raikou EX, Raikou EX from uh, Dark Explorers, I'm pretty sure, where you'd play with electric, which is pretty much the same as Flappy right now mm -hmm. with Dynamotor, and it did a uh, hundred snipe. And you discard the energy and in, in that format it was i don't think it was ever like crazy good but it was like solid enough to play right um, yeah 100 was a, a lot back then yeah yeah it's two-shotting everything <laughs> right <laughs> uh and manectric i also played i played a lot of mega manectric decks when uh that wasn't the format but i so i started playing like the video games in gen one so gen two like all oh, raiko legendary really cool right and in Gen 3, which is the first game I play like a lot of, you get Manectric early. And I, I probably played Pokemon Sapphire like 40 times. And in every <laughs> run, I would always catch an, uh, uh, like, like uh, the catch the pre-evolution and, and right. evolve it. And right. use it. You, you had to have that part of your uh, your top six uh, Pokemon for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, then let's move on from just Pokemon in general. What is, and this doesn't have to be standard legal, but what is your favorite Pokemon TCG card? I think, I think I'd, I'd probably have to say Mega Man Extra PX. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just so cool. So it had an attack for Lightning Colorless that did 110, and you got two basic energy from your discard pile onto one of your bench Pokemon. And it's like super versatile, right? It doesn't specify any type of energy. Um, my first day two at a regionals was with a Mega Manectric Garbodor deck. Uh, I played it in so many like local cities where I would just play all the different types, like all oh, Mega Manectric Fighting. Oh, I yeah. think there's going to be a lot of this type. I'll play Mega Manectric Grass with like Genesect DX. <laughs> and you could literally just play like that. It, it was like, I don't know. I've always liked toolboxy decks. So something like right. that where it's like, you pick one thing and compare it with pretty much whatever. I really like kind of kind of like the Arceus whatever boxes now. Like you're just trying to counter whatever the meta uh, is is playing. So something similar to that, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Nice. And Mega Manectric, the card just looks cool, right? Um, say like those Megas back in the day in the series were were pretty cool looking cards. So. No, I agree. All right, Chuck, you want to get the next? All right. So uh, our next question uh, is. I'm forget. Oh, uh, what is your? Do we do we do? Yeah, I'll let you do the memory one. So yes, uh, what is your least favorite Pokemon card? Oh, I. And it could be for any reason. Yeah. You could hate the art. You could hate that it did something to you in a in a game. I, I think probably my least favorite card is the Arceus Dialga Palkia Tag Team GX. <laughs> It, yeah not the it, first, you're not the first person to say <laughs> oh no you're not <laughs> it in you know whatever 12 years of playing the game that that format of standard with adpz was the only time i ever was like maybe maybe i don't want to play pokemon that was the only time like right. night march lysander trump card force giant plants turn one bio plume item lock i don't care that's fine but that card made like I obviously didn't stop, but oh boy, that is my least favorite card, and it's not close. <laughs> oh man, that, I mean, yeah, it, it was. That's kind of like when Chuck and I got into the game. So 
if that's the worst they've had so far, I mean, I know there's examples that you threw out there already that, that was maybe a little unhealthy for the game. But uh, if we can get past that, I think we're, we're in a solid footing. You've, you've been through the worst of it. We've in been my through opinion. the worst. Hey, well, it, not even a year later, we're allowed to make uh, a new ADP, uh, ADPZ deck if we really choose to. <laughs> it may right. not be as good, <laughs> but it, it might be more <laughs> versatile. Let's see. <laughs> Okay, so with, with that one, which is a solid answer for sure. Um, this might be a, a difficult question since you've been in the game for so long, but what is your best Pokemon TCG memory? Oh, I think I think it would probably be, I forget what year. It was a Madison Regionals in 2017, 18. It was one of those. It, like, so that weekend, it was just my birthday. Mm-hmm. and uh, a few of my friends and I from our, a different testing group we had decided to play Lapras GX which was like not a really real deck but we tested it we thought it was really good thought it had good matchups and I played it and I had a win and in in the last round to make day two and for my world's invite and mm-hmm. I won and we made day two and it was great and uh, one other person Nick in our group made day two with the same list and it was, nice. just, it was just so sick and i was really happy and i got to play on stream uh as well in day two ended up losing but that, that whole event was like really really great right that's awesome uh, yeah um you know whenever you have success in, in a big moment like on a win in uh, for a world's invite uh how can you not choose that right <laughs> yeah. yeah all right yeah, that oh. is that is it for the standard. I, I love all grilling the grilling is over. The grilling, right? is, the grilling over. is over. Uh, um, you got that through that pretty seamlessly for th- thinking the softball question was the hard one. I was like, hmm, maybe the memory one <laughs> will be too a little bit too difficult with a lot of good memories. But no, you got through there pretty easily. All right. So now we get to move into some fun stuff before we get into picking your brain about Reggie. Um we are going to start with some it's trivia. Time for trivia. 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 So, uh, I have an actual trivia question this week. Uh oh. So, <laughs> um, it's not that hard of a trivia question, but I liked it. So, my trivia question is uh, Executor, on his card, how many heads does he have? Which form? Uh, it actually doesn't matter whether it's a Lolan or regular. Three. You. Are correct. <laughs> Sorry, oh my no, gosh, I didn't it even... is. <laughs> oh my, I, I was in immediately like no shot. It's like six or something. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was actually going to say three too. Yeah, for sure. Bonus question. Bonus question on execute. How many eggs is it? I think it's five. Yeah, yeah I think there's there's. I know there's more than three. It's I think five or six. I think I think. Is it five th- or, or six? I think it's six. I'm saying five. Nolan is correct. There's oh. Six <laughs> I was just going for the strategy. Just be confident and go just spit it out. Don't second guess myself. It worked on the first one, which right. was the real question. Right. So you got trivia go. correct. Ah, I'm track. on fire. All right. So I have another uh, standard legal card um, per the use uh, that we're going to talk about. So this one is an attack. So name that Pokemon this attack belongs to. Gather the crew. I, I know this one for sure, but I'll give Chuck some time. This is uh, it's new. Um, it's it's a Suian, correct? I can't say. Um, it's Basculin, right? 
Right. Nolan? That's a, Nolan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, it's the Hisuian Basculin, the right. broader 50 uh, HP free attack. I know that one. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a solid one. Uh, free attack to get two basic Pokemon. Uh, I just like the the you know the attack name, especially um, you know going into that full grip weekend where you know a bunch of the crew from Pittsburgh was uh, gathering to go and play and did some had some success. So I I kind of saw some synergy with there, so I had to go yeah. pick it, e- even though it was probably a really easy one. Um, had to go with it. Is a neat it is a neat twist on call for family. So right. you got to gather the crew. I like the yeah. name better. Gather gather the crew. Yep. Um, all right. So that's trivia. That's our trivia. Uh, um, now we get to talk random card madness, and uh, it's always fun with random card madness. We have a new set to talk about. Yep. About because we're talking about new cards. Uh, so I, um, Nolan, if you're unfamiliar uh, how this works. We uh, a number uh, in, in a set, which we're doing Astral Radiance, uh, from 1 to 189, going to give us a card number to talk about, and then we decide whether this card is good or bulk, throw it in your binder for or, or something like that. Whether it's good, play it, bulk, don't play it. All right, so I randomly generated the number 56 which I think gave us another fun Pokemon to talk about. This is a psychic Pokemon. It is Togetic, the stage one evolution of Togepi and the pre-evolution to Togekiss. But it's coming with the fun ability called the Voice of Happiness. When you play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn, you may heal 30 damage from your active Pokemon. So the reason why I think this is fun uh, if you go through the line of evolution, you have Togepi when you play him as the touch of happiness. You get 10 damage. You heal 10 damage from your active Pokemon. When you go from Togetic to Togekiss, uh, you have Shine of Happiness. That's 90 damage from your active Pokemon. So if you can chain these guys together like an Inteleon line, you can heal a lot of damage. What do we think? I'll let our guests start here. Um, I, I think right now it's bulk. Maybe post rotation it can be playable, but I think I think for now I'd have to say bulk. Right. I I, I kind of agree. Um, I do like the kind of shady dealing esque where it kind of you know every step up it does a little bit more to help heal. Um, currently I just don't see a deck that it wants to go with other than maybe um, you know the 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 toga kiss um you know the the vv max but even then it just seems a little slow plus you know those decks already have you know all the other healing options so maybe um but currently i don't see it i would still put it in the binder and not i mean at least a play set in the binder and then the rest of them um you know throw into bulk but you know save some of these for sure um yeah i tend to agree with you but um if anyone can find a way to break the healing evolution factor, because if you have if you have one of these out, or two of these, like the evolution lines out, you have, if you get to the point where you have a Togetic and a Togekiss, you've already healed uh, 50 damage mm-hmm. on your active. But then that next you can evolve to to- Togekiss uh, for 90, scoop it up, evolve to Togetic, that of uh get you to uh 120 and drop the togepi that's 130 uh, all for the cost of a scoop up net that's a lot of damage to heal um 
it, like it's it to me that sounds cool the whole evolving process will probably make it relegated to ball but um pretty cool and to go a little more, i think it's almost good enough i think it i don't know how much health the, the first one has but it feels like that gets that might get yoga loop pretty easily uh 50, 50. hp so still and, kind of in that yeah that yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and with the other healing options that are in the format, it feels tough to like slot all, all those spots in for it. Because if you're putting in whatever a, a three 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 line or something, that's just a lot of your deck. Yeah. That it might it might be better when you have it out and you can flow with it. But if you play whatever one Sharon's care to Cheryl, there's still seven more spots. Yeah. Right. right. I mean. Maybe not quite there, even though we're still in kind of a two-shot meta in the, for the most part. Obviously, there are some decks that can still reach for the, the one-shots. Still just doesn't feel like it's quite good enough there. And, and, and the we haven't even really mentioned, but uh, relegating the bench spots to it will be mm -hmm. hard to because uh, a lot of decks are filling the bench still. So hence why Palky is good. But that's coming up next. Uh, but with that being said, let's jump into the news. Um, and this week's news is a little light. Um, we do have one card really to reveal. The other one's maybe not too much to talk about there. Um, but we got the Conclador V, um, which is a fighting type, uh, basic fighting type, 230 HP. So still pretty bulky there. Um, and it is what weak to psychic, uh, resistance to none, retreat of three with two attacks. Um, so for the first attack is a fighting uh, counter, uh, twenty plus damage. If this Pokemon was damaged during uh, by an attack during your opponent's last turn, this attack um, this attack does that much damage or that much more damage. Okay, so not too bad. So. Um, whatever it's damaged by plus 20 um, with some damage modifiers, maybe can see some kind of play. Um, but let's jump on to the next one for a fighting colorless, colorless dynamic punch, 90 plus damage. Flip a coin. If heads, this attack does 90 more damage um, and your opponent's active Pokemon is now confused. So um, status effects plus uh, a sizable amount of damage. What do you guys think of this Conclador V? Nolan, I'll let you answer first. Okay. I, I think it's actually kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, it reminds me of, there's an old Pidgeot EX. And I know the format was so different back then, but it had like a, the, a similar first attack where it was like, however hard it got hit, it like puts, puts it back out. And the psychic weakness is bad, but maybe with the new Mesprit that turns off weakness, you can play a bunch of like healing and just keep swinging back. Because 230 is actually, you know, it's not like 250, it's not like Blissey, but that's that's a right. lot for a V. Right. And then you can also put a Cape of Toughness on it currently yep. um, to really make it a little bit more tanky as well. Yeah, if you if you put the Cape on and that takes him to 280, uh, that's still that's in the upper echelon of things that can hit 280. Um, mm -hmm. So it's out there, but uh, if it can soak one of those big, I don't know, like an Ice Rider 250 or uh, something like that, and then put it out at 280 or or 270 or with a choice belt, almost 300 uh, for basically one fighting energy, pretty good. 
Yeah, the counter's not too bad. Now you couldn't do choice belt and have a cape of tough or a cape that's, of toughness that, on there, so you correct. couldn't reach those numbers. Quite. Shopping center, baby. Uh, well, I guess you could. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you could. No, because I killed myself. Off and you'll die. <laughs> as long as, as long as you heal first. So yeah, you yeah. Got, yeah. If you heal first, for sure. That, a good point there, Nolan. But uh, switch I do, cart. I do like I do like the counter uh, with the potential of you know something trying to oko you and just missing and say it was like a a, a zashian or something to the effect of that where it's maybe it's even um, like uh, an Arceus or something like that we could maybe potentially knock them out um, so not horrible it can kind of even pair with Cheryl too right um, or Sharon Sharon's care no no Cheryl, uh, no. Cheryl. no it's not uh, like evolved. Right. It's not, it, it doesn't like any of the healing cards, unfortunately. Oh, oh, unfortunately. Well, maybe we can pair it with the Togepi and all those uh, the cards that we were just talking about. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> maybe I'll but, eat my words. Yeah, exactly. Um, nah, it, it's an interesting attack for sure. Um, what do you guys think of dynamic punch with um, a coin flip effect on the actual attack? I, I don't know if I'm too sold on that because the damage output maybe not high enough in the status effect uh, maybe maybe not i don't know uh i i don't think the second <laughs> attack is great um yeah. it, it like does okay damage but re relying on the flip to, to reach is never fantastic and i think confusion is pretty agreeably the the worst special condition because all, all the other ones at least like make you have a, a switching card or do more damage but confusion right. you, you can just retreat out of this right no, I, I tend to agree. We'll see. Um, maybe one of those cards that just finds, you know, the binder um, fodder, but maybe we'll see some play with that counter. Um, like you said, it, it, attacks like that have seen, you know, play in the past. So, you know, we'll guess have to wait and see on that card. All right. With that being said, that's it for the news really this week. Um, so let's jump into some meta talk. We did have a lot of tournaments this weekend. Um, we did have the full grip, which we're going to go into a lot more detail. Um, but before we do that, we had Vancouver regionals and the Berman regionals um, that are played in the, you know, the, the pre-Astral Radiance meta. Um, so a lot of what we've been seeing the last few months, have we seen anything out of those two tournaments that um, seen success that was maybe something to talk about that's outside the norm i don't remember anything jump off the top of my head besides the fact that um the malamar v max with the jolteon like kind of picked up uh more play and did really well especially in in, in fremen got a lot of day twos right um I mean, we saw Arceus with just hammers in it. Right. We've seen Arceus now with uh, um, the Arceus with the Chinchino engine. Uh, Philip Schultz did that uh, to to actually take home the, the Berman regionals. So I was watching a lot of those games. Um, it was definitely a, an interesting take, different from, you know, your your regular either Barrel or Shady Dealings and Teleon. Um, just burning cards. Uh kind of at your own pace kind of a thing um, seemed to pretty good be pretty good um, obviously Philip is a really good top player um, and maybe has a little bit better um, knowledge or um, 
game states to be able to do that. I don't know. Um, what do you guys think of Chinchino over the other two draw engines in, in the uh, Arceus variants? Um, I, I kind of like it. I don't know. It, it makes sense when you're playing Jolteon. I think uh, you know, well, both of you know that I do not like the barrel. Right. Um, I, I, I think Chinchino is a better partner than the barrel uh, for Arceus, especially if you're playing Jolteon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a cool deck. I don't know. I don't know how. I, I think the Jolteon decks are like solid, but it feels very like you kind of got to hit your matchups or you're playing a lot of dead cards in your deck, which I don't love. But it, it makes sense that, you know, when you hit those matchups, it'll be pretty, pretty strong and hard to deal with. Right. I mean, it, it definitely shuts off all those water abilities, mainly the Inteleons um, with the Jolteon. Um, but even then, I've seen uh, Philip play against uh, some Mew variants. And still getting out the the Jolteon EV combo just to kind of thin the deck at times, um, even putting it on his board state just to kind of avoid that echoing horn, um, you know, to throw something else up on the on the bench seems pretty solid as well. Uh, it was kind of a big brain play. I don't know if necessarily I would have done that, you know, leading up to this if if I was playing the deck, but um, definitely a interesting take on on the Arceus um, the Arceus variants. Yeah. The, the one thing I will note of, of the, the difference between the two regionals is that um, Europe still has a love for uh, Rapid Strike Urshifu. Um, mm-hmm. they, they're still bringing them out to good results. I mean, they know how to play Rapid Strike. And they have a general, I want to say, a lot more variations and things that would make that make day two. Uh, when you compare the the day two final standings to the day two final standings of Vancouver, like the only person that brought Rapid Strike Urshifu um, to toward uh, was toward <laughs> a, a noted European, so that just happened to come to Vancouver. So, uh, um, I mean, it, you see a lot more Arceus and uh, Arceus. Bees are on top of Vancouver, which is uh, North American esque meta. So it's just that's the the one thing I. Well, I'm looking here at the top four at Vancouver, and I'm looking at there's three Arceus variants, and one's Arceus Crobat, Arceus Gyarados, Arceus Corviknight, and then you know you have your Arceus Inteleon and Dark Arceus that's seen a lot of um, success. Um, You've even kind of alluded to you know the Malamar. Um, variants. Um, it doesn't seem like Arceus is going anywhere, um, even with the new stuff. So I guess, um, you know, aside from just, you know, Vancouver and, and Berman, uh, we're going to be kind of talking a little bit about the, the full grip. And I think that that's what most people are kind of interested in, um, just with the new cards shaking up the meta. So before we kind of go into your runs and the breakdown, what do you guys think about Arceus going forward with the new cards in the pool is it still top dog um because of this its versatility or are we seeing other decks that are going to compete with it that continuously kind of like keep it down a little bit um i i think Arceus is always going to be good at, at not maybe not like the best deck but up at the top for sure i yeah. think for pro- probably i don't know how the rest of the cards are going to go you know but right probably for the entire time it's in standard would be my guess so yeah, I mean, it's, now. it's it's very hard to believe that Arceus won't be good with that whole the whole Starbirth 
Um, and then the Trinity Nova just spreading energy. Um, so depending on the decks in the future, um, maybe you throw it in there with that. Um, but it, yeah, it might not be a king by itself anymore um, with Palkia because we've seen Palkia um, have a little bit of success this weekend. Um, you guys want to talk a little bit about that? Because I mean, I've played a few on the ladder, but you guys have actually seen it in a legit tournament. Um, talk about maybe where Palkia stands now that, uh, you know, this new, the new meta starting. Um, I mean, my experience with Palkia is that it, it, it sets up relatively easily and um, relatively. And then it, Palkia can get to big numbers pretty quick. Um, and by big numbers, I mean that 280 to 290 um, right. to 270 without, um, because a lot of decks wide i mean there's not a lot of decks that uh go that stay skinny only have one or two pokemon on the board so going wide is actively working in palkia's favor right uh nolan you you have anything to add to you know palkia there no i think that's pretty much i i agree it's a really good pretty consistent deck that hits quite hard Right. So let me ask you this, though. With, with uh, Arceus variants, um, there's always different uh, archetypes you can play. Um, and there was a lot of fighting that was coming out to hit, uh, take advantage for, for weakness. Um, but Palkia doesn't maybe have that box utility to deal with its counters. Do you see that maybe being an issue um, you know, in the coming months where it, it, we might see an uptick in electric just to deal with that? Or you think electric's not really set in the rest of the meta um, to be poised to, you know, beat, beat the other 80% of the meta? Um, I, I think Electric is, is a little weak right now. Mm -hmm. um, there is, like, the Surfing Pikachu, or I guess also technically Flying Pikachu versions of Arceus that are, like, you know, they're going in with the intention of beating Palkia with weakness. Mm -hmm. um, I know some people are playing Vivid Voltage Zero Aura, which will one-shot a Palkia with a choice. But, I don't know, I... Not to get like too far into the tournament, I, I played against a Palkia that had big charms, and that makes it pretty hard for at least the Zero Aura can't kill it anymore. Right. Um, I think I think Lightning maybe right now is not as good, and like if you're playing Lightning, especially with Arceus, you're super weak to fighting. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. So I mean, I think it's it's poised to you know stay near the top at least. Um, you know, top maybe three decks, um, probably towards that number one for the for the next three months or so. Yeah, I mean, uh, Palkia has definitely shown itself of the set that uh, it can come out to play with the big shot, the big guys of the meta now in in Mew and Arceus, because it, it can hit those numbers. Um, there are, I mean, like there are a couple other variants that are pretty neat, um, and uh like i've seen a couple i don't know if you went into like dark rye in the dark decks mm -hmm. like hasui let's, and samurai let's talk about those dark decks then um the sam i played a samurai which was uh the thing with him uh i think uh it sets up relatively the same as most other things but it can find a ko real easy on the first go pass but like i feel like it needs to use that b star Mm -hmm. power of the damage counters to get to that one hit ko number and then like in my case when i was playing it it just never seemed to do enough damage the rest of the game okay so that might be it's 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 
maybe downfall or or area it needs to kind of find a way to improve on or where it might not be a solo deck piece so a little underwhelming is what you're saying in your experience it's, it's not necessarily underwhelming because the amount of damage it put out like on its first attack was eye-opening right but uh then the subsequent like going from there it was like he really struggled because he's not hard to knock out this is only two eight, 260 so you just come back and you take him out and then uh, from there, it struggles to get to that number again without another, obviously, V-Star ability. Right, right. Um, okay, so what about uh, Darkrai? Uh, I didn't see a lot of love for Darkrai out there. Um, not a lot of people were playing him to great success. Um, even with you know him supposedly being the Mew killer, everybody's supposedly being the Mew killer. Do we see uh, Darkrai as a deck to still be, you know, something to look out for in the future um, as far as dark, or do we think there's better dark variants than dark ride? I didn't run into one. Nolan, did you see any dark ride at all during your day? I did not play against any dark deck. So no samurai, no dark ride. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. So, I mean, you would think that there would be a lot of dark because Mew is still like that pick, uh, especially with like the trekking shoes, making it even more consistent and fast. Um, but it, I mean, I guess from what I seen on stream, Slash, what you guys kind of seen is dark wasn't played as much as maybe we were anticipating going into that the, the new meta. I I will say, looking at the meta breakdown from Full Grip, that I did not see as much dark as I thought we would see. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely underestimated the amount of Palkia, and uh, underestimated the amount of Arceus that would still be put out right. in variants. So. From what I'm seeing, like the top three deck um, that will probably stay to near the top, um, depending on the given week, are, are your new Palkia decks, um, you know, any Arceus variants, and then, of course, Mew, um, just Mr. Consistent over there. Um, you guys see anything outside of that, um, for those big three? Uh, not at the top, I don't think. I think those are pretty safe to call as, like you kind of need to have a plan against all these decks or right. you're, you're going to be unprepared. For sure. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I'm 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 looking forward to trying to break this um, and see what's going on here. I did. I, I will say of note of like other random things that I saw throughout the day. Um, I I think there there was a dark ride that did well that finished like in the top sixteen. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't. I don't know exactly how well it like how well it played or how that works, but I mean it can do well. Um, and then. Uh, I saw like an uptick in just seeing Ice Rider, whether it's with Palkia or right. by itself. Um, yeah. And then uh, the Mill Tanks started to come out too. So, ooh, Mill Tanks. We'll see. Um, <laughs> you did bring up an interesting point, and I wanted to ask about this earlier, uh, but it slipped my mind. But the Palkia, um, do do we think going forward the Palkia? Ice Rider is better to kind of have weakness coverage, or do you think a straight up um, Palkia without Ice Rider is is the way to go? Um, I, I think it, it depends on like what what your read on the meta is, because mm -hmm. Ice Rider is like so much better against like V Star deck specifically, because Palkia can hit two two eighty, but like with Ice Rider, it's actually so easy to do it, right. and if you slot in, you know. Assuming you're playing in the Intelli online, you can have access to all your tech supporters. So, like, you're probably already playing Palpad. 
it, my idea, I was, so I was between Reggie's and Ice Rider Palkia for the weekend. Right. And my Ice Rider Palkia has a Cheryl in it. And it feels like if they hit you <laughs> with a V-Star and you Cheryl, use Palkia to reattach the energy and one-shot their V-Star, that feels like it's, it's such a big tempo swing that they just might not be able to come back from it. And that was like, if there's going to be a lot of Dark, a lot of RCS, Lilligans maybe, it feels like that's just uh, pretty crushing. But straight Palkia is going to be more consistent. And that's just like, you know, the deck is really consistent. That's one of the strengths. Right. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I guess it is a meta call. I'm, I'm, I probably would have done um, a Palkia with Ice Rider going into the weekend. Like you said, just having that e the easeability of um, knocking out V-Stars um, and then even being able to boss something and accelerate energies um, when Ice Rider decks really couldn't do that in the past because they really relied on the Melanie or the Raihan or anything like that to accelerate the energies. Uh, but now you can just use Palkia's V-Star and then use Boss and then take out whatever they're potentially trying to, you know, build up to, you know, have a winning state for them. Um, so I guess it really, it really depends on the meta, but I like how this is kind of opening up where there's a new dog in town um, to, you know, compete for those, those big shots. I, I think there's going to be a trinity of water Pokemon to see. Um, mm -hmm. And the third one, which we haven't mentioned was, is Starmie. Um, I saw it in the game and with the uh, Starmie is the one that you're going to want. Like you can definitely see being good against Arceus decks right after it's spread because it's 50 times the amount of energy against your, that your opponent has attached. And I like uh, any water deck, whether you're playing Palkia uh, with a Starmie or an ice rider with a Starmie or uh, Starmie is just a good side piece where uh, the guy dropped Starmie, Melanie attached, put it to the active and then blew up something for 300 damage because I had five energy or five or six energy on the board. And, yeah. and that's a common uh, number of energy that Arceus will have on the board. Right. Um, so it can kind of come out of nowhere with a steel chair and just take out a Pokemon. That's a valid point. Um, one other one that I did see um, radiant Greninja, not only being able to, um, to accelerate, you know, um, your, your draw and, and putting cards in the discard to help your Palkias or your, your, your Melanies or anything like that. Um, being able to snipe, uh, potentially with Inteleons being in the, in the meta and not everybody necessarily respecting with having Manaphys out there, um, being able to snipe um, some Inteleons and Drizzles or, or anything like that, um, pretty solid as well. Um, so the deck really has a lot of things going, a lot of different options it could take. Um, to kind of consider as you know uh, your opponent so there's a lot of different game states that are are new to the board um i definitely see greninja's uh addition to palkia to help funnel stuff to the discard i didn't see it used offensively but it's a definitely mm -hmm. a definitely taking the cake for best radiant out of the set to just help decks oh i i would agree all right. So, I mean, I, there's a lot to be discussed in the meta and there's a lot to be tested in the coming weeks, especially with, uh, with, uh, ICs coming up soon. Um, but I, I really want to deep dive into both of your guys's runs and kind of just shine some light on both of you guys. Cause, um, you both had really successful weekends. Um, so I, I guess I, let's start with Chuck. Um, what were you playing and kind of give us a little bit of a breakdown 
you know, what, what do you see? I guess we have already talked about what you see, but kind of how your day went. Um, I decided to play uh, something that I thought was going to be countering the dark decks that I would see. I went with the Sui and Lilligant mm-hmm. with a, a Shaman tech piece um, because um, Shaman late game really helps you KO V maxes. Um, the math gets there easily um, for Shaman, especially late game. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I found out playing it, um, I, I only ran into one dark deck, but the deck just sets up smooth. Um, usually, uh, if you watch my stream game, you can see how it doesn't set up smooth <laughs> when you start shaming uh, both games. But um, Lilligan's V star power is pretty busted um, because the ability to just grab five of grass things, um, whether it's Pokemon or energy really helps just get you set up um run smooth um so to give a little bit of a breakdown just because if you didn't look at your little again v stars when you're pulling a master radiance she does 130 and if you pick up an energy she does 230 attach a v uh, a choice belt to that you're doing 260 right there you're KOing right. most v stars um the real tech piece that makes the deck hum and fixes math is uh, everyone's favorite flapple the apple right. drop right um you use one of those you put two damage counters on it that's good by palkia i did that multiple times it's good by arceus didn't do that because i didn't see one uh, <laughs> but uh it just fixes math for you in so many places um i can't say that i thought of that that was an andrew mahone thing that i saw and decided to put it in there because it's really good uh and then the other tech piece which uh is the cricket tune with the swelling tune right now i've had multiple people tell me that they didn't like the cricket tune because it only it adds 40 hp to all of your grass pokemon but it saved my butt countless times because that makes lilligant a 200 or 300 hp pokemon and it makes shaman a 290 hp pokemon but that uh i don't know how many times i watched ice riders hit for 10 less uh, Palkia's hit for they just couldn't knock out my Pokemon. Right. So uh, being a, being able to still make those heavy hitters two shot um, uh, really swings the matchup in your favor. And the last thing is the Gardenia's figure. Uh, uh, we all know Welder is a good card, so attaching two energies is still good. Two cards drawing is still enough. Um, I thought it might be underwhelming, but it, it still feels good. Um, so uh, it really just, like you set up, I saw a bunch of different stuff throughout the day. I played uh, Whimsicott first round. Uh, you just don't really, you really don't bother Whimsicott. You can one-shot it. Right. But um, you just set up your little against, you hope for that first turn. Uh, you just need to have a Gardenia's in your hand going that after you kind of uh, set up the V-Star. And... Uh, you can just go get the grass energies if you don't have them. The, the trick is having the Gardenias, and then Lilligan sets up the, the combo from there. Um, it goes, it runs smooth, and it does well with a lot of the top decks. Still got to figure out the new matchup a little bit, but mm. um, I had a great day going five, two, and one. Right, so, and you you were in a position where if you you were in the last game on your winning in, if you would have won that, you would have made cut, correct? 
Yeah, yeah. I was at last round. I was at five, two, uh, six, and two. Could bubble in. There was two six and twos in the top eight. Okay. So, uh, depending, I, I had to win that to get into it. Uh, ended up tying with the Palkia, uh, Palkia list. Uh, we went back and forth, and then I think we both con- like confirmed. Like I should have conceded game one earlier. He should have conceded game two earlier, so that we had time to play game three. Right. Uh, but just we ended up in a tie. Right. And, we, and that kind of goes back to what we've talked about in the last like month or two on really harping on is just knowing when to concede. So that's um, I mean, hopefully it's a it's a painful lesson, maybe, uh, you know, not giving yourself that chance, um, but maybe one that was necessary to you know help you in the future. So, um, yeah, still, nonetheless, heck of a run. Um, I'm pumped to see that you you got that far. You were very close on the cusp with the deck that I didn't see a lot of people playing, at least. Um, there's only, there's only two in the field. There's only two right. in the field. Right. So um, congrats there. And playing playing the Apple Drop, always awesome. Um, loved watching you on stream, throwing some chucks in the chat on the on the Trick of Gym chat. Um, so it was awesome to d- get to do that. Um, it was my first time on a, a stream game, and I wish it was just a little bit better of a performance, but Right. I made a little bit of a bonehead play the first game, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Still a successful weekend. Um, love seeing, um, you know, you grow as a player and continually, you know, push the boundaries. So can't wait to see what you're going to do in the future. Um, but let's let's have Nolan talk a little bit about his day, because I think obviously Lilligant was a deck that some people were excited to see, but um nobody saw the reggie the reggie deck coming out like nobody anticipated it but i think once it started seeing nolan start seeing some success there um like i said earlier like the ladder started blowing up with those like during the tournament um i think a lot of people were really excited to see that so nolan let's talk a little bit about your day and your deck i wanted to say from an outsider's perspective before nolan you go into depth i think it was like round three right before i went on stream i believe i started hearing just murmurs in the crowd did you see the reggies did you see the reggies <laughs> like <laughs> that's what it was like it was just like it caught fire like half like i want to say halfway through the tournament right yeah and you've seen your success you started to become verbank uh verbank um what's the word i'm looking for famous verbank famous there with that deck so let's let's let us talk about your day your deck um the deck selections and um kind of anything you want um with the reggie deck yeah, so uh, I played the Reggie deck, which was awesome. Um, going in, I did not have very much time to prep. Uh, we did uh, New Jersey, that regional, which was the weekend before. Right. And I came back Monday. So, you know, I had just a few days to switch to the new format. Right. And I didn't buy Japanese cards. So I was counting on my pulls <laughs> to, to, to figure out what I played. And my, my boxes came in Thursday. So... Oh, I, I really only had like a day and a half to figure out to go from like sealed boxes to a deck and I didn't get like huge lines of anything so that's part of the reason I was thinking about uh, Ice Rider with Palkia because I was like well I don't need you know four three I can I can play a thinner line of the Palkias right um and the Reggie deck just looked fun I, I saw a Japanese list when stuff was being dropped for their big tournament uh I want to say it was Yokohama but that, that deck looked really cool. I was like, oh, it's like so sick. You get all of them and you do this big thing. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, and I, I pulled a bunch of those, right? Because they're, they're just rares. Um, <laughs> but I, I did actually think the deck was good. I, I saw on stream, I was like, oh, you like, it's just a fun deck. I want to have fun. But I do actually think that like it has good options to deal with a lot of stuff. Right. Um, I, I predicted a ton of Palkia and people trying to beat Palkia. So I figured there'd be a lot of like Arceus Lightning and Palkia and Regieleki with a choice belt. Um, one shots Palkia V-Star. It'll do 150 times two, 300. And uh, Reggie Rock kills Arceus. If if neither of you have a tool or both of you have the tool, like Big Charm, then choice. Mm-hmm. And Reggie Gigas can one-shot Muse. Well, any, any VMAX, really. So I was like, you know, it's probably going to be a little inconsistent. A lot of the toolbox decks are. Right. But you have answers to, like, kind of everything. Dark was a little dicey. Um, I played both of the new Reggie Drago, which draws up to four when you're when it's active mm-hmm. instead of the old one which does 240 base damage for uh three aurora energy would have to be with the idea being like if you put a belt on that you can one shot the dark v stars okay but the, uh my friend isaiah who did most of the testing we kind of figured out that the drawing was just better and it's you, like you you don't just lose to the dark decks it's just a harder matchup and even getting three auroras in the discard is kind of tough so we're just like eh, it's it's probably just better to have a more consistent deck than to try and get this matchup a little better. Right. So it, it sounds like there is a lot of um, weakness coverage, which is always a, a positive for a deck. Um, you got to get a lot of Pokemon out there. So um, what was your draw engine to kind of make that consistent to get, get all the Reggies out? Yeah. So um, I have four research to Zinnia's Resolve and to Bruno as like the ways to draw for supporters. Mm-hmm. And four quick ball, two level ball, one Hisuian heavy ball as like item search and uh, three capture energy. So a lot of ways to pull basics out. Um, the capture energy is really good because on the Regice, Registeel and Regirock, they all have a, a one colorless energy that searches your deck or one colorless energy attack, sorry that searches your deck for basic Pokemon and benches it. So there are actually a lot of times where, like, I would go second because my opponent would go first, and I would have one of the Regis out, and I would just, you know, have maybe maybe one or two ways to, to get a Regi on the bench with, like, a item or a supporter, and then attach Capture Energy, so that'd be the third one, and then just use the attack for the fourth one. And it's like, oh, but now I only need, like, one search for the next turn to be ready to go. Right. And sometimes you can just get all of them, right? Like, you, you play a lot of stuff, the, uh, the heavy ball is really good because, you know, a lot of the issue when you need six specific Pokemon is like, oh, if I prize stuff, that's right. a way to get it out. Right. But so yeah. it, that, that that seems like a pretty consistent, um, you know, draw engine there. Now, it does seem like it's a, maybe a little slow to set up, you know, in, in this meta, which is kind of fast. Um, so how, I guess what turn was it where, you know, you're generally ready to go and start attacking and, and put threats on the board i guess um is it is as soon as turn two uh, or turn one or do you have to wait like three or four turns to be able to get that um consistently out there hitting big numbers i, I would say usually turn two okay um like your your second turn right right there uh, on one of my stream games i was so close to the like me going second turn one attack with the three <laughs> energy uh, I, I was it still worked out but I, it was actually like one scoop of net or one Aurora energy away from 
hitting into a, an, an Arceus, which would have been crazy. But yeah, it, it, it runs really well. I think the, the trekking shoes are really important too. There are three of them because mm-hmm. there's a lot of cards you want in the discard pile, pretty much all the energy. So it's good. You know, I, I would probably play Acrobike if I could instead, but this is the next best thing for this deck. Yeah, Trekking Shoes is another card that we really didn't get to talk about too much, but it seems like um, a lot of decks are benefiting from being able to, you know, see another card, choose if they want it, and then discard, and then, you know, go on from there. Um, Was there any other cards in this deck that um, maybe are low-key MVP to the deck? Um, I mean, the the Ordinary Rod, probably, I'd have to say, Mm is just, like, all the other cards are, like, necessary, but the Ordinary Rod is pretty crazy good. Um, you just need it. it. It prevents so much stuff. And like, even if, because pretty much no one knew what the Reggies did, but once they, I played an Ordinary Rod, they kind of got that like bossing things up to try and stop me was not really viable. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's really tough. It, 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 that's one of the strengths. Like you're a one prize deck and bossing doesn't really work. It's just, it's like kind of crazy. Right. Because okay. they, they have no idea what you prized, right? So I was thinking about like how would how would you even go about playing against it? it's like well maybe if you think your deck has a bad matchup you just gamble it's like okay i'm just gonna boss uh you know red ice and just hope the other one's prized right and and make you run out of resources that way but no the, the ordinary rod is like pro- probably would i would say this is the best card in the deck besides right. like like okay well it doesn't work if you don't have red genius but, but yeah that's that was my experience in playing it now that it's super popular online at the moment uh there was no like good boss target. Like, is, I was gonna ask, is there like a linchpin Reggie that like you don't want to lose? But it seemed like it didn't matter. You just o rod them back, and then you get which one ever one you're missing. Yep. There's uh, uh, none of them are too like important once you have them off. Because I thought it might be the the Reggie Gigas, but you just like 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 you said, you just kind of go get it back, and then you attack with one of the other ones. But you can even still power that one up on one turn by dropping it. Yeah. So I guess it was kind of a, a blessing in disguise that you didn't pull like a whole lot of, um, you know, those v, v stars out there to try a different archety- <laughs> archetype. Um, but with going into the meta, um, clearly you said a bunch of people didn't know what the boss or they had to pick up your card and read it to see what it did. Um, you definitely caught a lot of people off guard. Um, but now that the deck is in a, in a little bit of a limelight, thanks to you, um, are there things to do that you potentially um, this deck might not like uh, to see on the opponent's side of the board? Yeah, so the the biggest weaknesses are like, it doesn't really matter what like Pokemon they're attacking with. It's, it's just a lot more about like the board. So mm-hmm. I, I think um, in, in one of my ties, it was because a Temple of Sinnoh plus Roxanne stuck me and right. Temple of Sinnoh actually like really, really hurts the deck. You can only attack with Regigigas and you need like five actual energy on it. Oh, so wow. you need one on it from the turn before and to attach to it and then to charge it up. So like if that stadium's in play, you you are in a really bad spot. Um, and, yeah, okay, yeah, no, no, no. I was just saying, do you, do you play any stadiums in your deck? Yeah, so I had three Stormy Mountain, which okay. helped uh, pull out the Regilecki, Regidrago. Right. There, I was, there was talk about playing a path, but I, I don't think that's necessary. No, nah, I mean, I think for a single prize deck, you want to go for consistency over kind of like hurting your opponents or, or trying to put your opponent back because that's not kind of what your deck's trying to do. You're trying to consistently get your engine out uh, to take these big one shots. So I think that was probably the right decision on your part. Yeah. And the other the other thing is like 
collapsed stadium, it, it's similar, right? Right. If, if you don't bump it, you can't have all your Reggies. You can't use the ability. Um, and then Avery, which is uh, also pretty tough, but that one's like not nearly as bad because as long as you have an ordinary rod, mm-hmm. it's like the two that you get rid of. Assuming you, you go through your deck. So that's another thing. Like knowing your prizes and how many Reggies you have is like super important. You, you kind of just need to do it. Because if they like, if I play Avery, you need to know which ones you can discard. Otherwise, right. you're going to be in like a horrible spot. Uh, but, yeah, but 100%. A- Avery is, is, you can overcome it. But I think either of the stadiums sticking for more than one turn, you, you probably should just scoop it up. Right. Um, but like, who really wants to play um, those stadiums necessarily just to um, specifically counter uh, a Reggie deck right now, right? Because do you think it's going to stick in the meta? It might, but like, who wants to put like a, a tech for a one prize deck? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone's going to tech for the Reggie deck, but it, it's like you know, it might get caught in the crossfire with like Avery, for example. Like, if mm. there's going to be a lot of Palkia, Avery's really good. Um, te- most of the Palkias, I think, played one Temple of Sinnoh, one Path of the Peak. So it's like you get you get stuck a little there, but you know, one is is probably fine. Right. It, it, it's just about like. Yeah, it, no, I, I don't think there will ever be like a target on the Reggie deck, but the other good cards against you are good cards against other decks. Right. Yeah. Also, it, sorry, Chuck, go for it. I was just going to say, it might get caught in the crossfire of that Temple of Sinnoh, because I saw a lot of that on the weekend. Um, I, it, it didn't hurt me at all, but I can see where it might get in the crossfire. Of that. I mean, well, like, I, I, aside from you and Reggie's, like, and then, you know, the early game with uh, Arceus decks, uh, most decks I think out there, like the Palkia is all basic water, um, you know, Lilligant or anything grass with the, with the Gardenas is going to be all basic grass. Um, so, I mean, maybe it's going to see a lot of love because, um, you know, Mew's still going to be a thing. And, you know, that early get game against Arceus, they can't bump it potentially. Um, so we'll see. I don't know if Temple Seno is going to be something that you have to really, really look out for for Regigigas uh, or the Reggie deck in, in general. But, um, yeah, those are definitely cards that can um, play play with the matchup or, or your consistency. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, at least for the stadiums, it's, it's both totally fine. It's just only when they, like, have shady dealings in Teleon and pick up Roxanne and that, that it's, it's pretty tough because you're, you're, you have to fill your board with the Reggies. So, you know, you can't play the barrel, you can't play shady dealings. You have no way to get your stadiums, but to draw into it. Right. But yeah, I mean, over, those are like the, the weaknesses, but I think, I think the deck is good. I don't know. It's at the very least, it seems fun. And yeah, it definitely at least is dangerous if you don't respect it. So the, I mean, there, there's a lot of positives going for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I play in and playing against it online. I mean, it's it has some sneaky plays. I mean, I've lost. I was like, I lost to it. My Lilligan deck. Uh, I thought I might have a not that bad matchup because uh, I'm beefy and I you can't hit me for weakness. Um, so, uh, and none of your extra added effects kind of hit me for anything. But he still made some cool, cool plays that I didn't see coming with uh, Regilecki and stuff like that and, and took the dub. So uh, it, it has some cool sneaky plays. I can see it being uh, a ruiner of some people's tournament runs. <laughs> it definitely was this weekend. Um, but Nolan, aside from, you know, the breakdown of, you know, what you said, you know, about your, your 60 um, kind of, how did your day go? Did it, was it smooth selling in the, at the beginning? Um, Cause it, you know, unfamiliarity, 
Um, did you did you come across any snags? Um, how just in general was your run throughout the beginning all the way to the top four? Yeah, so definitely the hardest part was like time management, which is a little silly, a little frustrating, but you know, you're a, a single prize deck. So if you if you lose any game in the match, you probably either scooped or you know you, they took six prizes, which is going to take six turns. <laughs> right. So that'll that'll be a while. Um, and, and part of the the difficulty for that is one, it's you know the first thing with the new set, everyone's a little unfamiliar. No one really knows what your deck does. There's a lot of like, oh, can I read this card? Can I read this card? Can I read this card? Yes, of course. But the other thing is because I'm a one prize deck. I can't scoop super early. Like if you're playing like R uh, RCS or Mew or really anything, it's like, okay, it's turn two. I, I don't have stuff. I, I, I know I'm going to lose in six turns. So I'll just scoop it up. Right. But because you can afford to give up so many single prize attackers and still be like, okay, you know, you took your third prize, but if I knock out a two prizer and then you knock uh, one prizer and I knock out a two prizer and you knock out a one prize and I knock out a two prizer, I still win. Right. So I can't scoop until I miss the attack on that turn right. where I know I'm going to lose. So basically I, I two owed all of my matches except the ones that tied where it was all every single time it was one, one tie. Right. So it, it's pretty tough, I think, to finish three games with that deck. And I, I had three ties and you know that I don't like tying. Exactly. And <laughs> I, I, I was... 502, yeah, it was 502 going in the last round. And I was like, oh, there are so many X11s, 511s that like I'm pretty sure I need to win. Like maybe one person with 18 points will get in. So I was like really trying. And I tied it and I was like dejected. And the judges came over, like, oh, we'll take your deck just in case. Like, yeah, okay, whatever, man. Right. And surprisingly, I think a lot of people felt that because there were a lot more ties in that final round than I thought, you know, not that anything that is done, any agreements are right or wrong, but in like a regional setting, I would expect that a lot of players would, you know, make some kind of agreement or, you know, talk about playing for the win, like mm -hmm. maybe prize cards, which, you know, you can't ask your opponent to concede, but you can talk about things for like that top eight spot. And I was surprised that so many of those games ended in a tie. And I think, three people with 18 points made it in which i was very surprised very happy but but yeah i think all, all the matchups are like pretty clean so i played my ties were against an rcs deck a mu deck and a palkia deck and the rcs deck uh had collapse stadium th that stuck me for a little while the palkia deck had temple of Sinnoh that stuck me to lose the game and the mu deck just took too long uh you know i won a game they take six prizes and there's no time Right. That sounds about what you're going to expect in those matchups generally. So, um, so yeah, you squeak in then with 18 points, um, you know, played a couple stream games, um, had success on stream. Um, but talk about the your top eight run uh, in your top eight matchup. Yeah, so top eight was against Mew. Um, it's a matchup that I, I, I mean, I lost it in top four, but I generally feel pretty confident in that matchup. Mm hmm uh it's it's pretty tough for them as, as long as you don't start too slow you know it's okay Mew is one of the best decks at like starting that that turn clock early because right. they're usually attacking on the first turn that they can attack assuming they're not drawing dead but you know it, they'll so in my top eight match on stream my opponent zach he used meloetta's early to try and like keep up with the trade of like one prizer for one prizer 
but he just didn't get far enough ahead. And then at a certain point, you have to switch to Mew. And as soon as you switch to Mew, it's just, you know, right. it's, it's it's almost impossible at that point where it's like, okay, I'm going to use Technoblast on a one-prizer, and then you one-shot me with another one-prizer the next turn, and it's like, okay, well, what, what can I do? Exactly. Um, yeah, and then that was, I think, kind of the story for both In the second game of Top 8 on stream, he ran out of energy. Uh, I, I kind of got that he was, he was burning through a ton of his resources. Mm-hmm. So, so there was a turn where I think I just, he, he Technoblasts, and I just passed. And he passes back, and I'm like, okay, so th- this is just kind of over now. Right. With the one prize deck, you can afford to pass, but not not with a three prize deck against exactly. Trainers. So uh, it g- definitely yeah. gave you some versatility, and then and and kind of insight when you're able to pass, and then it's just a pass back. So um, yeah. no, it was it was awesome to see you play your stream games. Um, I know watching multiple different kind of matchups. Um, we had Andrew Mahone and, and Trainership both commentating, and they they were going bananas over <laughs> your deck, especially when it started popping off um, and doing what it needed to do. Um, so I know they were pumped to see it. I know the community was pumped to see it. Um, unfortunately, in your top four, uh, I know you didn't quite get enough to get into that finals. I was I was sitting here waiting to see if you made finals so I can watch just another stream game as you popping off. Um, but ultimately, you know, you felt just a little bit short, but top four in a, you know, a new meta with a, a crazy deck, um, super props to you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't say anything else other than, you know, that, that, that was entertaining to watch. Um, and you did such a great job. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad people like this. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, did you want to talk maybe a little bit about maybe your, your top four matchup to see yeah. how that went? Sure. So it was against Mew again mm-hmm. and uh, against Grant Manley, who ended up winning both of the of the events. So right. pretty sick, pretty sick weekend for him. Right. Uh, I think he, he and I played in seniors. So we, we know each other. We've known each other for a while. But yeah, he I, he was, we were just talking during the game and game one, he said, felt pretty, pretty hopeless for him, where it was like I just got set up a little too fast for even Mew and there's just not too much. Um, but game two, he started like not using VMAXs at all until the, until he had to, which was really smart, um, yeah. saving the power tablets for energy leaps mm-hmm. or psychic leaps, which was good. Um, and I started just a little too slow, which, you know, that, that happens with me, right? It's, it's a good matchup, but it's not free. They're very fast, very consistent. Right. right. Sometimes you don't, you don't always get to start, you know, quick ball, quick ball, capture energy, research you know it happens right and then in game three i prized both of my reggie gigas and i couldn't draw my heavy ball for i think three turns and it was oh, a little too tough it was it was almost there there was one turn where i i had a bruno and if i hit it and it, it was off stream so only people that were standing around could say but grant was like i'm gonna die i'm gonna die right here because right. <laughs> like if I hit the Bruno, he left his movie max up for one turn in a best of three. Right. And it's like, you're about to lose if I just hit and it didn't work out. And it was oh, fine. Man. <laughs> but yeah, it was close. It was good. He played it very well. Right. There's nothing really to be done. I, I don't think, I don't think it was a problem with the deck. You know, I ran pretty well. I never prized two of the same Reggie until literally the last game right. of top four. So, you know, I, I, I certainly can't complain about getting unlucky. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, no, I guess one question going into that situation, because maybe some people might have this on their mind where they're trying to play the deck. Um, would you consider maybe a second uh, heavy ball just to potentially, um, you know, draw out of those prize cards and maybe consistently find it a little easier? Or do you think it feels fine generally with just one? So this is this is the, the secret technology that I thought of minutes before we started. Right. was, what if I just played a ball guy? Because right. you can search for two quick balls and the heavy ball. So you just get access to everything. Right, ball and guy's going to be meta now. <laughs> yeah. So dust, off your, dust off your full art ball, guys. That's right. right. I, I don't know if it's good, right? I haven't tested it at, at all. It was literally just a fleeting thought that was like, Oh, you know, I would I if I could have just drawn that, maybe I should have played a second heavy ball. Right. But ball guy is just a little better. And it's even good late game. Normally it'll be like, oh, ball guy's real only good in the beginning. But right. actually you can use it to like facilitate discarding energy. You can you can ordinary rod, then presumably ball guy to get the last of your balls to search. Right. Thinning with it. It you know, I, I don't know, but that's uh, don't don't be too surprised if, if you see that in a Reggie deck. <laughs> Right. No, I, I that's a, a pretty good fleeting thought. Obviously, testing needs to be done, but if anybody's gonna do it, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's uh, about it um for the episode. Um, you know, heck of a season so far. I know um with the two regionals, you, you um you know you 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 got close once. Um I believe it in New Jersey you were pretty close as well. Um, and then in uh, going into uh, the full grip weekend t top four. So, so far, so good on the, on the, on your season, hopefully you'll get enough points to get into the world. as I know pre pandemic that you had some points. Um, so you're probably pretty close, aren't you? Uh, no, I'm, I'm like a little under halfway there. So oh. a, it's okay. It's okay. I would need a pretty crazy run, but maybe and just do the same thing you did with Reggie's at, at <laughs> NAIC and you're That's good right. to go. <laughs> That's right. It's just another, just one more top four. It's, it's what's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> what's the difference? Exactly. Yeah. But um, thank you. Yeah. So I, that's it for me, Chuck, unless you had any other questions. No, no, I'm, I'm good. It's it great to hear about Reggie and, and, and Nolan's run. So. No, nah, again, yeah, I, I'm pumped for both of you. I'm sorry I didn't get to go. Needed to, you know, recharge a little bit and spend some time with the family. Um, but I can't wait to jump into some more um, NAIC, into testing and all that stuff leading up to it. Um, and hopefully we have a continued success in this Pittsburgh area. Um, you know, no, no matter if it's you, you know, Chuck, Nolan, we got Joe, we have uh, Adam, all those guys that have been traveling with us um, that had you know, a good amount of success. Um, obviously, you know, I want to see myself do well as well, but you know, if, if one of the homies, um, is doing well, I love seeing that just as much. So, um, let's see some continued success from the Pittsburgh area. And, um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, before we let you go though, uh, Nolan, do you have any shout outs, plugs or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll shout out like team rec face is the team that did a lot of the testing for Reggie Gigas, Isaiah mm -hmm. specifically. Um, and then some of my friends from Pitt, the Emily, RJ, and Rike that like watching. So, right. Um, and, and to you guys as well, obviously, for, you know, you said you're busy, totally get it. I'm feeling pretty burnt out too, but Chuck for being there, talking to me between rounds. Uh, right. It's yeah, always great stuff. to have people there uh, in between rounds. Yep. But yeah, that's it. Thank you guys for having no, me. It's great. Not a problem. Um, yeah. So that's it. So thanks guys for listening, and we'll talk to you guys in the next one. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if 
As always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Panucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.